0: We are back with Press X, a Nintendo podcast where we talk about the latest news in the Nintendo game sphere, the games that we're playing, and just whatever else comes to mind that's pretty cool. Today, we are Brettless because they both died over the holidays. Uh, Fortunately, their families don't miss them. Uh, (laughs) Okay, I made that up. (laughs) They're just busy tonight. Uh, I think Brett Medlock, in fact, has already recorded a message for the loyal listeners. So if you just stay tuned a little while into the show, you'll probably hear that. Uh, so today we're mostly talking about uh, the big games we're looking forward to in 2024. Uh, I am John Frischer, still as handsome as ever, take my word for it. Speaking of which, Greg Vargas, a beautiful specimen of a man. And the gorgeous Mary Stowe, and if I get any more detail than that, it gets creepy. But here we are. <laughs> yes. Talking games of 2024, there's lots of big things coming this year, just like in 2023. Uh, feels a little more front-loaded so far this year, yeah. I think. Uh, a lot of big titles in the first few months, and uh, then it kind of becomes a mystery, because who knows? There uh, there might be some new hardware on the way. We don't know yet.
1: I feel, but, like, uh, I feel like we've like I I, when I was like going back and looking through my list I was like there's so many games coming out but then I was like what was I even anticipating and then I was like oh yeah I had to go through several other different lists to look back at the different times (laughs) they were announced and what we saw man like the whole year just kind of just bled together
2: yeah 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 my like the first couple months of 2024 for me are very like I don't know how I'm going to have the time for mm-hmm. for these.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to make yeah. the time. Right. Yeah. Since uh, since I have Wikipedia open, we can probably uh, actually list out the dates for at least some of these games as we talk about them because some of them have hard dates. And a lot of them all seem to be between like January 26th and March 30th, like 55 games. Yeah. So, uh,
2: 55?
0: <laughs> well, no, that's a number I made up. But... Um... Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh well i mean if we look at the totality of known games coming it's uh maybe a few dozen yeah so my made-up number might not be too far off so uh how about uh greg you want to start us off of what one of your most anticipated games of 2024 is
1: yeah and then uh you know it's just like but i will say this so especially with all the you know the you know these these games like coming out. So there is so many at the beginning of the year, but I mm-hmm. feel like it's just gonna be another case like we had last year. Like we were talking about on the last show, uh, the Sonic Team Rumble or whatever that came out, and we we're like, "Oh yeah, that oh. game's coming out. That game's coming out. Oh yeah, that was one we're not really excited for." But then it was like it came out at some point in twenty twenty three, and we didn't even bat an eye lash and like wait, whenever wait, you it was mean Crash little... Team Rumble? Was that was what did I say? I think you said Sonic, Sonic Team. Team Rumble. Oh, yeah, I meant Crash Team Rumble. <laughs> it's like, man, that game's so forgotten. We haven't even heard yeah. of it. Yeah. I <laughs> wish there was a Sonic Team Rumble. Yeah, yeah just speaking it into existence. I thought you Manifest. were talking about that
0: uh, the that Apple Sonic game that's apparently awesome.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it, looks, it looks cool.
0: It, yeah, it looks great.
1: But no, it's don't like what, put that on consoles. Yeah, what all <laughs> Sonic fans have been begging for is like a, a true, like, that <laughs> 3D fun Sonic game. Not like Frontiers <laughs> style, but yeah. whatever. Yeah. Alright, your uh, game, Greg. I'll start it off with one of the... I'd say, I'd say still highly anticipated, but uh, it's between the three of these. I'm going to go the Plucky Squire. The Plucky okay. Squire, I mean, we've seen small amounts of, of new gameplay footage. Um, you know, we've seen it in a couple places, but I think it just has so much character, so much charm. It's right up my alley in, in terms of the type of, you know, 3D game I want to play. You know, I'm not I, – I find myself more and more as I get older, like, why am I depriving myself of these, like, fun little, like, gem experiences <laughs> with fun characters? I Like, I, I don't – I mean – Apex Legends yeah that's for the the quote unquote hardcore gamer in me the competitive gamer but i i find it hard to not like games like these you know that they have like a little bit of flavor of of Kirby or Sonic or Super Mario or you know um Banjo Kazooie Donkey Kong like those three elements that are just fun to play. And this looks like it has all those plus more. I mean, the, mm. the way the visuals are in the game, the way you can go from each area, what, you know, seems to be like, you know, the story, I don't know. It just seems like a very standout game for me in 2024. Yuck. Yeah. It feels weird to say 2024. Oh, it's it is. Worst. We shouldn't be here. Yeah. It's the worst.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the we all should have died by now. Yeah, <laughs> well,
2: You just stole one of the ones on my list. I was also going to say Plucky Squire. <laughs> if,
0: if no one mentioned it, I was going to list it as like an honorable mention. But ah. uh, unnecessary now. So, yeah. No, the, I mean, everything we've ever seen of this game, it just looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like.
1: Yeah, absolutely gorgeous.
0: For me, I'm worried it's going to be another one of those, yeah, I'd really like to play that, and then I just never touch it till the day I die. So, <laughs> we'll see. Maybe it'll get, like, a bunch of, like, Baldur's Gate 3-ish scores, and I'll be compelled <laughs> yeah. to
1: play it eventually yeah. in, like, 2025. I'm, I'm, see, I'm, like, cautious <laughs> about it because it looks almost too good to be true. Mm. Or, like, that the each of the sections would it be padded enough with content to to like really feel like a genuine level uh-huh. like it like it like um uh, uh what was it it was like the game like uh like 1980x or something like that it had like these 20xx memorable...
0: and 21xx
1: no, no 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 not not the Mega Oh, not Man that clones. oh <laughs> yeah all those those were very good i did play 20xx yeah um no it's like a kind of like an 80s like retro like storytelling game very short but each of the the sections where you're in different genres of of like arcade 8-bit games are are very small and contained so you never really get like a full like it never really feels like a full like set of levels or levels that you play it's more like story beats that are sliced into these genres and so i'm hoping that the plucky squire isn't that i I feel like (laughs) it's already showcasing itself to be much bigger than i anticipated which is good but i feel like it's either going to be like you know a solid 10 out of 10 or it's going (laughs) to itself in the seven out of ten it could have been better because it lacked you know the
0: substance the yeah substance the, yeah. Meat, the meaty
1: yeah. yeah the meaty portions of the game where it could have truly expanded on on these areas that you're switching to but it looks good i'm i'm mm-hmm. optimistic about it
3: yeah.
2: yeah yeah i'm hoping for kind of like what i experienced with death's door like i'm not expecting like a 60 hour game you know but mm-hmm. i think my expectations for it are it's going to be a nice relatively short-ish, maybe, experience, but it's still going to feel, like, very fulfilling at the end of it. Like, I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, my God, I wish it had more of this or more of that. I'm be like, you know, that was a really good game, and then I replay it again immediately, like I did with Death yeah. War.
0: <laughs> cool. Cool. All right, Mary. What is your first highly anticipated game of
2: 2024? Ooh, where do I want to start? Okay, I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to start with Arzette, the Jewel of More, I'm...
0: I so felt that so, was going to be
2: yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited for this game. It comes out on Valentine's Day, uh, February 14th, 2024. Haven't seen a glimpse of a physical release yet. It is being published by Limited Run, so I'm assuming there will be one at some point. Yeah. But yeah, for anyone who's not familiar with it, it's made by the guy who did like the HD versions of the Zelda CDI games. It's basically mm-hmm. a love letter to the CDI games in that era and their uniqueness you know (laughs) their charm (laughs) their their, their their character
1: their charm
0: charm? yeah if there was ever something that didn't deserve a love letter it might be this
2: (laughs) yes but i've played the demo i've talked with the guy who uh made made it sean and he's um like he he even said he was like i just have a, a soft spot for like badly received video games that I wanted to you know (laughs) to pay to like pay honor to them in a way and I was like Mm. this is so good it's like it really does feel like a cdi game but more modern it handles a lot better and like you know you play it on a controller with more than four (laughs) buttons Um...
1: (laughs) the combat does look very very good I I thought it looked like a step up from some of the older games like it just felt like only one step <laughs> it felt like maybe the hitboxes were designed a little bit better for the techno- current technology.
2: Yeah. And like mm-hmm. the platforming's definitely like not nearly as wonky. Like if anyone ever has the blessing to play a CDI game with an original <laughs> CDI controller, they will know the pain, the agony of the platforming. <laughs> um Man, but it's also just now. funny and corny. <laughs> You know, like mm-hmm. from the little bit that I've played and like, that's also part of the CDI games. It's like we got like these kind of not weird, not bad per se, but just very dated voice acting and like the lines and the writing, but you're still laughing at it. You're still having a good time with it. But from
1: the original voice actors, too, right? Yeah.
2: I uh, guess yeah, some of the original voice actors, they are back and some of the original uh, artists, I think, too. They got I think so, quite a yeah. bit of people from the original games <laughs> to come and I, think I make if this they, one. <laughs> if they
1: approached them and they were like... You want us to do what? Why?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and I actually know one of the guy, like one of the voice actors, uh, Brandon, who's in Arzette, and he's like me. He's just like, I just love the CDI games to to love them for what they are and how <laughs> ambitious they were for that period of time. Uh, But yeah, I'm really looking forward to like hearing him in it and his performances so, and what characters he is.
0: Cool. Yeah, and that's coming to apparently every platform, so yes. the whole world will have that retro CDI experience,
1: for <laughs> better <laughs> or worse. For, for Mary to get her signed copy from the developers that they're going to send directly to her, right? Please
2: do. Please get me this. <laughs> <laughs> or at least hook me up with a physical copy or tell me where to buy one. <laughs> yeah,
0: there we go. Okay, well, I guess it's my turn, and you will all be absolutely shocked to hear that my most anticipated game of 2024 is like a Dragon Infinite (laughs) Wealth. And that comes out as, I think it's the 20, yeah, 26th, January 26th. So the game that I talk about almost literally every week of the podcast is my most anticipated game. Go
1: figure. For some Um, reason, I feel like you're marking these days off on your calendar. (laughs) like... (laughs) <laughs> One oh. more day closer.
3: Well,
0: I mean, for me, it's very much like a Majora's Mask style, like countdown to the end. Because my life is just ruined when this game comes out. <laughs> so, like, I'm looking forward to it, but at the same time, I wouldn't mind delaying it. But uh, huh. just everything about this game just looks like it was designed for me. Like, I just I love the series top to bottom. Like, I'm invested in the lore of this series, like Mary is for Zelda. Um, like just uh. and then the fact that it's a turn based RPG and I love RPGs and this one's going to Hawaii for some reason and there's there's an obscene amount of activities they surprise players by showing there's like a full blown animal crossing mode and I don't even care about that part but they just put it in there for the hell of it that's the kind of developer this is every freaking game has like 25 side activities with bizarre amounts of depth and like the devs themselves are talking about how it's really long and you'll make yourself sick. I think is the quote if you try to play <laughs> it all at once. Sounds like, fun. Challenge <laughs> accepted. <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: Yeah. So I don't. I. I don't know. How I'm gonna balance life and doing anything when this game comes out
1: but i would love to be a fly on the wall during that development they're like oh we still have more kinks to iron out in the the animal crossing clone section of the game (laughs) yeah yeah. well sega
0: like sega's pretty cool they actually they put out like a i think like a three-part documentary from when they were i think it was a little before ishin came out the, the the samurai game but it was like a glimpse into, like, Sheen with, like, little tidbits of other things as well. And you actually got to kind of get an idea of the flow and stuff. And uh, there's, like, one part where, the, like, the main director guy is shown a character model. He's, like, he's supposed to be an older guy and, like, look kind of grizzled and, like, life's gone wrong for him. And he's, like, that hair color doesn't really look right, right? And so, like, he had him go back and tweak the hair color, just the hair color. And then, like... Later in the documentary, they swing back to it, and he has a new hair color, and he's like, uh, "That doesn't really look right. Never mind, go back to the old hair color." <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> and like, and like that's the development process of like a dragon. That's but, great. Um, yeah, yeah. So, if for some reason, you're into that sort of thing. I heartily recommend it. I, I think it's on the Sega YouTube channel, but uh, yeah, that's that's my first pick. That'll be like a hundred hours of my life gone. And that brings us
1: back to Greg. Nice, nice. <laughs> um, One game that I wanted to get out of the way just because... um, Or maybe I'll save this one for honorable mention if we run out, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to switch it up and go for this other one that we talked about before. No Rest for the Wicked. Um, oh, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know what it is about that game, but I'm just intrigued and interested. Um, For some reason, those styles of games are just like my cup of tea. I like, you know, I don't need to necessarily be, you know, up close and personal with the character that I'm playing, like in a over-the-shoulder uh, third person view. Mm-hmm. Um I I don't know. I just it this just like the level design, uh like I said before, the environments, um do you, characters. Do you want to remind
0: the listeners real quick just what the game is in case they don't know.
1: Yeah, and I think it's um uh it's going to be an early access, right?
2: Oh, um, something we
1: talked about. Maybe <laughs>
0: I don't see any mention of it on Steam yet, but
2: yeah, I was I have it wish listed on Steam, that. so I pulled it up. So, yeah, look, oh, maybe I want but to say a... you're not crazy, yeah, but... and I do remember some form of early access. Um, I just can't remember okay. what quarter.
0: Yeah, I don't know. But in general, though, it's an action RPG from Moon Studios, the Ori people. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and yeah. and so it's like a, like not like a top-down view, but kind of like a.
0: It is kind is- of like a Diablo-ish
1: view. Yeah, like a isometric, like kind of like. Kind of. 2D, 3D world, but more so. I mean, the element, the, the, the thing that got me most was like how dense everything looked. And I like that much more than, like, something where you kind of have to use your imagination a little bit when playing something. Um, you know, even, even Baldur's Gate, like, my wife will, like, hey, come check this out, and I'll look at it. And I'm, like, sometimes I, and then I get it. It's a different style of game. It's a lot slower. But, like, I guess that's where games like these shine to me. Like, I, one of the first games that I, I was talking to a buddy at a, at a wedding not too long ago about Future Cop and i don't know if you guys remember that game but it was like a, a old yeah electronics arts game where it's same same style of view but you play as like a this futuristic cop in this this sh- this uh walker that can change into a hovercraft and you have to take out these towers and shoot and fight mm. bosses and stuff but ever since that game like i've always liked something about like these styles of like 2d 3d looking games and uh, Mm. same with diablo i played that way back when um when only diablo one was around and a couple others you know over the in the past but yeah i don't know what it is about this but i i'm just it looks like some of the characters and stuff that they've shown in the trailer the first one we got i was like wow this looks great i'm i was like thinking it was going to be some knockoff like from the developers of blah 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 you get blah blah. but i was like oh wow this is really different (laughs) Mm -hmm. cool
0: all right yeah I you mentioning that uh future cop game i looked it up and that's that is very playstation one looking oh yeah (laughs) those are some chunky chunky polygons
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I played it on on Mac too, so I had a little oh, bit geez. of damage in the visuals. Oh man! But it was weird. It, it had a, a PvP aspect to it, where it was like a like you battled your other the other person's base, mm. and so you like built up your turrets and and destroyed their their ships, and you you could get like different attacks like electricity and machine guns and stuff but it was it was pretty fun i used to play my brother all the time and he just whooped my ass in it
0: <laughs> well cool hopefully they'll make future cop 2 any day now i hope so <laughs> all right and we're back to mary
2: all right i'm gonna steal this one from brett because i have a feeling he's gonna mention it in his little recording uh the persona <laughs> 3 remake i'm yeah. very very excited for reload reload yeah persona 3 reload so yeah. i have a been playing through the persona series since i like played persona 5 royal for the first time i took brett's recommendation to play persona 4 golden and now persona 3 reload is gonna be the next one so i'm just working my way backwards somehow (laughs) through all the games i did that with the fallout series as well (laughs) um but i played i did play a demo like of this one like at pax west and it's It's gorgeous. It feels a lot like Persona 5, which I know people don't like, like people saying that, but it's also based off of like a 30 minute demo. But visually, it's like the modern Persona 5 uh, graphics, but it's even like better somehow.
0: Awesome. (laughs) So,
2: and I really like that style. I think that style like fits the series like really well. Mm -hmm. And of course, the music is is amazing. I was like, can I just stand here and listen to like the battle theme?
0: (laughs) The music's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, I mean, obviously I've only seen the trailers, but it does look really pretty. Like, just like you said, it looks like Persona 5, but better, which I mean, great. Like, I mean, (laughs) you don't really have to do anything more than that, right? Yeah, I was like,
2: y'all could have just given me Persona 5 exactly as (laughs) that was, and I still would have been happy. Right, right. They even took it that extra step further, it looks like.
0: Cool, yeah. Uh, I think Brett mentioned this the other week, that like we're, we're curious to see what the dungeons are like in this game because apparently they're all like bespoke actual dungeons now Whereas okay. in, in the original it's just like randomly generated and like kind of monotonous. Okay. Like, cause hmm. You're you're the whole the whole game you're just climbing up one tower basically and past certain points it looks a little different but it's still just generic corridors with different colors basically. So okay. um it should be, we're expecting a big, big glow up here. Yeah. If they're not doing that anymore. So that should be exciting. All right. Looks like we're back to me. Hmm. Should I go with the obvious or with an unexpected one? <laughs> uh, Surprise. All right. I'll just go with the obvious because I think in this particular crowd, I might be the only one with this game. Maybe we'll see. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. That's my
2: next one. <laughs> ah,
0: I can pick a different one.
2: No, 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 no. It's <laughs> fine. I, I, have, I have another list I can go through, but that was going to round out my February games. <laughs>
0: Greg already took one of yours, so I'm backing out. It's over. There's no more Rebirth for me. My next game is... All right, how about this? The fantastically named Unicorn
1: Overlord. I keep seeing that. Okay. And people okay. talking about it.
0: It is. You have to pay attention to it just based on that name alone. So. Uh, so first of all, I think I think Persona was February second. I think was the release um, date, give or take. Um, yeah, February second. Okay. And now Unicorn Overlord. That is March eighth. God, all these games are packed within a period of like forty-five ish days or whatever. But uh, so Unicorn Overlord, for those who do not know, it is like a tactical RPG of some sort from Vanillaware. The uh, the people that made 13 Sentinels and a bunch of games that I haven't played. And Brett is the opposite. He's like beaten all of them except 13 Sentinels. But he likes all those games too. And all their games are known for having these really beautiful 2D uh, like hand animation and stuff. And we still don't really know what this game is unless you've been paying attention to like random tweets and stuff and i can't be bothered with that i'm just <laughs> taking it on faith that this game's gonna be real good
1: cause... i saw some of the the combat like illustrations and animations and yeah it looked really different <laughs> <laughs> i
0: mean well i mean this art style is like just very much vanilla where like all their games basically have this sort of art style where it's like yeah almost like painterly in a way yeah like while still being like visibly anime like, it's beautiful, whatever it is. I don't know. Like, whatever it is. But, like, I just loved 13 Sentinels so much that at this point I'm willing to take this game on faith. Um, I probably will not buy it at launch just because I might still be playing Infinite Wealth then. <laughs> we'll see. Or I'll be, like, gearing up for, uh, oh, no, Final Fantasy will have been out by then,
2: I think? Yeah, February 29th. Yeah,
0: okay, so I'll be playing that. So I'm sorry, Unicorn Overlord. So maybe I'll buy that in April and thus bump Baldur's Gate to like June.
2: dang it. (laughs) (laughs) Quit bumping Baldur's Gate back.
0: (laughs) Blame all these games, man. So yeah. Which I may be playing
1: Baldur's Gate soon. (gasps) Oh. Yeah.
0: Well then, stay tuned on that front. (laughs) So yep, Unicorn Overlord, don't know what it is. I just know I'm gonna get it. Back to Greg.
1: Um. So this is another one. Uh, I don't think there's a confirmed release date yet, but we know it's coming in 2024. Mm. But who knows at this point? Uh, we. I know when we were talking about our game of the year, there was a lot of um talk about Star Wars. Um, Jedi survivor and mm-hmm. I'm very much looking forward to more in the star Wars universe. So star Wars outlaws. I mean, we've yeah, seen that was a little bit of list. gameplay. Yeah. We've seen a little bit of gameplay. Um, it looks ambitious and I'm hoping that Ubisoft does not mess this up because <laughs> of how well everything looks. And, you know, I hope they don't um, far cry the hell out of it. And it looks like it they're finally like steering away from that formula for for games like these. and I'm hoping there is some sort of at least guidance of like from from people uh from Lucasfilm or Disney that are you know want them to at least incorporate some other elements other than making it just a big, you know camp camp rating and and fetch quest filled game. But uh, I mean, like I said, everything we've seen, like some of the combat, thus far Um, some of the um, you know cover and cover fires the character being able to go from ship to space Mm -hmm. uh, explore some of the areas the dialogue we've seen so far and even in the early stuff that we've that was shown I mean the animations and the polish look like it's you know very very well into development and Mm -hmm. I'm surprised this this game like many of the others hasn't seen more leaks but um yeah I'm I'm very much looking forward to more in the Star Wars universe because the films just can't hack it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hadn't even thought about leaks. Yeah, everything Ubisoft does leaks, so yeah. I <laughs> guess it's commendable, you know. <laughs> uh yeah, just just today in fact, uh there was like the news that like I guess I forget, like some official channel was talking about the game and described it as coming in late twenty twenty four, and they're like, oh, so now the release date's narrowed to late twenty twenty four, and they're like, then they edited it to just be like twenty twenty four, and they're like, never mind.
2: Too like, late.
0: Uh... <laughs> they claim they claim that there was like a genuine typo, but okay. I mean, realistically, what are the odds of this game coming before September anyway? I mean, yeah, doesn't this feel yeah. like a September game, give or take? Yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: I was gonna say like a September, October, November, that kind of window,
1: right? I feel like October, we'll see it October. Yeah,
2: that sounds about right.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, basically, I would just echo everything Greg said. Like, it's so rare that I care about literally any game that Ubisoft makes. Like, it was a big deal when I liked Immortals Phoenix Rising, so. Before that, the last Ubisoft game I'd played and beaten was Child of Light on the Wii U, which was an indie RPG. Lord. <laughs> wow. yeah. yeah. As I say all the time, the only Far Cry I've ever played is Far Cry, the first one. Jeez. <laughs> so, so yeah, I hope that game does well.
2: Alright, and Mary... All right. <laughs> to complete my very busy February of 2024. <laughs> what Bob could fan... it be? What could it be on leap year? <laughs> you know, which of course they would choose the leap year date for it. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. <laughs> I'm awesome. looking forward to continuing, it, especially like since I played like the Crisis Core remake. Um, I need to go back and do uh, the DLC, the add-on stuff for mm. Final Fantasy VII part one mm-hmm. so but I'm really looking forward to seeing like where it goes what it does it's gorgeous I'm gonna love it you know but yeah it's I'm very much
0: looking did, forward did to you it. play Final Fantasy 7 like the regular
2: <laughs> I didn't
0: okay no that's fine that's fine <laughs> no so... people,
2: whenever I say that people either judge me hardcore or they're like okay you're just getting like this is your Final Fantasy 7 experience yeah that's fine <laughs> no I di-
0: I hadn't thought you had that's why I asked but Yeah, so I like a lot of people, I'm just curious to see how much they change. Cause it feels like they're gonna change a lot. (laughs) Just yeah,
2: that's why. The ending of remake
0: had a massive change. Like massive
2: Yeah. So I finished I I played that one first and then I played Mm. the Crisis Core remake and I was like, you know, sobbing in tears. Then I was kind of sitting (laughs) there. And I was like, as I'm processing my feelings, I was like, wait a second. Am I hallucinating in how the other game ended? Right. And then I was talking to my friends and I was like, okay, so I'm not crazy. Because <laughs> it's been a yeah. while since I played uh, Final Fantasy Seven Remake Part 1.
0: Right. Yeah. So, no, yeah. The yeah. end of Crisis Core made me a mess as well.
2: Hmm. And,
0: yeah. Uh... Remake is just going in a new direction. <laughs> mm-hmm. So very, very interesting. Uh all right. Looks like looks like we're doing well for time, actually. We can keep going, I guess.
2: yeah we got five minutes to Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. I guess we're back to me. And next up. Oh actually I'm um I'm down to two games. So uh And they're both fairly obvious ones, too. So I can't make you go, what? (laughs) I guess I could make up one. Like, uh, whatever the next, like, Forza game is. That's my big thing, baby.
2: (laughs) I would not believe you.
1: (laughs) I cannot picture you playing a racing
0: game. (laughs) I suck at them for one. So that's barrier number one. But uh, no, uh, Visions of Mana. It's a game oh, I almost yeah. forgot to even include on in the list, but no, I'm, I'm genuinely quite excited for Visions of Mana because, like I mentioned in previous weeks, it just looks beautiful. And uh, the last quote-unquote new Mana they get they did was the uh, the Trials of Mana remake, which ended up like really fun. It was pretty mindless, and the story was basically nonsense. But it was because they just lifted it straight from Super Nintendo. It was really faithful to that, so I had a like great time with that and it's really replayable too. So, I'm like more optimistic than I would have been pre that game for this brand new game because it looks like it looks like they know what they're doing now. Like the the train is headed in the right direction and uh Square like really needs wins right now. Like they it feels like they're kind of struggling a little bit. Like Final Fantasy 16 one of the brats loved it. I did not. A lot of their games, it feels like, have kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like, Greg, what is the word I'm thinking of for a uh, reception?
1: Like fallen flat or
0: like mediocre, lukewarm. it's, It's, it's a word like mixed, but like there's like discussion around it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i'm not sure but what i will say though is i do feel like where square is at right now is mm-hmm. where sega was at like five or six years ago like trying okay. to get their ducks in a row try to figure out you know what to execute on and i feel like
0: devices that was the word Divisive. Go ahead. <laughs> Go but ahead. i feel Continue. like Son-
1: sonic mania was like one of the games that finally kind of steered the ship back in the right direction and then the mm. positive things started to happen and yeah, you know, we we got Frontiers but I mean, look at the lineup that they've been working on. I mean, you have um you know, um all the the game, the Yakuza games and mm-hmm. others that have spawned from that. And I feel like they've they've really hit the ground running on their their Sega owned IPs and and I hope Square can sometime in the near future kind of circle back on what they're excellent at and and mm-hmm. position themselves well because the future is, is questionable.
0: Yeah, like, well, the thing is, like, I kind of felt like they were genuinely headed that way, like, two years ago, like, like, right before Forspoken came out, it felt like things were actually going okay, and then that game came out, and, <laughs> and like, uh, I don't know, like, and, and even with their games are, like, genuinely good, like, I trash Octopath Traveler 2 all the time, but then I have to make sure to say it's it's a really good game, like, <laughs> despite all my complaints, it's still, like, an 8 out of 10 game. And,, uh, like, I feel like that game probably didn't sell anywhere near as well as Square was hoping. So it's like it feels like Square's in a tough position where even when they make good games, they're not selling as well as they should. And part of that inevitably has to be like a marketing problem because you have games like various day life, but nobody on the earth knows what it is. And it just <laughs> it came, it bombed, and it went. And nobody <laughs> on this earth can tell me what various day life is. They don't exist. There's no players., no. Uh, so. I don't know. We'll
1: see. Like right, right before Forspoken, they were like, oh yeah, they could really win this marathon. They've been training hard. They're going in the right direction. And then these games just shattered their kneecaps and left them debilitated (laughs) on the ground crying.
0: Yep. It's up to those final fantasy pixel remasters to just keep selling (laughs) now. Yep. (laughs) All right. Well, probably take a break here.
2: Yeah. We got less than a minute.
0: Yep. Okay. Mary, you have the power.
2: Yep, I will tell y'all when to come back. Okay. All right, I
0: think we're back to Mary.
2: Is it Mary oh, Greg? Oh, is it Mary? Maybe it's
0: Greg. Oh yeah, I think we're Greg.
1: Tis me. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go with one that I am anticipating because uh I love the movie so much, but apparently um I heard I, I didn't even catch the initial reveal, but then I saw this a couple, I think like a week ago or so, but I didn't know the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was going to have a Mutant Mayhem movie tie-in game.
2: Oh yeah, oh. did all.
1: And I'm genuinely excited because there is so much fricking, there are so many characters to work with and like so many different things they could do. And Shredder's Revenge was an awesome game. And it just made me realize how much I miss like, Ninja Turtle beat 'em up games, Ninja Turtle fighting games, like just the combat in general. I know they're in Fortnite now, but who cares? Uh, I'd rather <laughs> you know, That's I did the play the yeah, the one uh that was put out not too long ago. It was like mutants in Manhattan or something like that, which was basically like a mm. boss rush game, and there was some exploration, wow. but I mean, I don't even really care about the 3D elements of a Ninja Turtles game, like you could have the same art style and visuals as the movie had and just put them in a 2d beat up setting. And I'd be happy. Um, but apparently it is coming in 2024 and that is something that I would love to see. I did. I don't know what it is about the Ninja turtles. If it's just nostalgia or just the characters in general, but I, I told myself I, I didn't like the last like, um, live action movie. And I did. And (laughs) And actually, the last the, the last two of them, and I I just miss the Ninja Turtles like their humor, their comedy, and I'm glad that they went back to their their teenage roots, um, with Mut- mutant mayhem, and I'm looking forward to whatever the game may bring in 2024.
0: Cool, nice, yeah. I mean, Ninja Turtles lends itself to beat 'em ups like extremely well, mm-hmm. like, yeah, more than most IP. <laughs> It's like what they're about. They're about
1: fighting. Yeah, (laughs) They're they're ninjas.
0: They're (laughs) turtles. Exactly. And like the built-in co-op, right? Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. That's why, like I've said in previous weeks, like I have like these feelings about how like it should be the easiest thing in the world to make like a really good Power Rangers or Sailor Moon game. And there's like none of each. They've pumped out a few Power Rangers games, I guess, but they're like mostly forgettable things no one's ever heard of.
1: I don't know the like, oh. the Super Nintendo one still has a right see, of course. I see people speedrunning it all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I I mean I I loved the original Power Rangers game as a kid. I was thinking yeah. more of, like, there was, like there was like there was like at least one DS game I think like stuff like that like mm. later on like I don't know, but yeah. Somebody please make these games. <sighs> and back to Mary for real right. this time. <laughs>
2: I'm leaving February 2024. And I'm looking at summer 2024 for Luigi's Mansion 2 on Switch. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're remaking it and it's freeing Mm -hmm. it from the 3DS. So it's my least favorite of the Luigi's Mansion games. So, but it's just because from what I remember playing it, it didn't quite have like that same like nice little charm that 1 and 3 have. So mm. I'm hoping that, like, with this, like, 3DS to switch port, they're doing all this, like, remake up um stuff. And maybe, like, that little bit of, like, special Luigi's Mansion magic will be added to it. And <laughs> then I'll have a hard time deciding, do I like it more than 3? Because Luigi's Mansion mm. 1 will always be my favorite.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I know 1's always been, like, the most speed runnable. So speedrunners like it for that.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's what it's one of the games I've actually considered learning the speedrun for. Mm, so. Well I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like it. Be, I feel like I'd be terrible <laughs> at it, but I've I've watched people do it. Like um I've watched like some Luigi's Mansion like speedrun tournaments. I've seen it like on GDQ and other charity marathons. I'm just kind of like, you know, I've played this game a lot. Like it's probably one of my most replayed games, the original one. I was like, I should look into what the speed run is <laughs> for funsies hey
1: uh why don't you uh instead of talking about it be about it
2: oh my gosh <laughs> maybe next year i've got other plans for we will discuss that later for like our for one of the questions we got but mm-hmm. i have plans this year
0: <laughs> all right cool yeah i mean i i mentioned this every time we talk about the second Luigi's Mansion, but that was one of the only games where I ever played online on the. Wait, it was 3DS, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dark Moon, yeah, because the online was like really fun. <laughs> like I don't even remember what it was. I just remember like thoroughly enjoying it, and, and like. So I I hope a new generation discovers the fun multiplayer in Dark Moon. I never played it in Luigi's Mansion 3 either. For all I know, it's much better in that game. I never touched it.
1: That sounded like like ripped straight from a Nintendo Direct. <laughs> <laughs> Try out the yeah. A new but. generation.
0: <laughs> yeah. There you go. Hire I me mean, Nintendo. My schedule's <laughs> yeah. wide open. Uh yeah, okay. I guess we're at my my final like official pick. And it's last because my enthusiasm is steadily dropping for it, but it still looks really good. <laughs> Metaphor re or whatever from Oh yeah. Atlas. <laughs> the Persona Team RPG. That's uh, It's been in the works since like, I forget, it's like a long time. Maybe 2017, give or take. Like it's been in the works a very long time. And all we knew for years was that it was a traditional fantasy RPG from the Persona Team which sounded awesome. And then yeah. they finally unveiled it. And I mean, again, it looks beautiful and I'm sure it's going to be really fun, but it looks to me more like a steampunk kind of game. Like I was expecting just like knights and dragons and castles and stuff, but like pretty and anime-ish, but like it's steampunkish. Like the actual gameplay just looks like Persona in a steampunk setting. It's like, I don't we'll see, we'll see. Um, again, it's probably going to be really good, and I like how we discovered that you're going to be able to just attack things on the world map and kill them if they're really low yes. level. That's good. <laughs> that <laughs> Learning the good. right lessons from Earthbound 30 years ago. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, and I mean, I can just sort of take for granted that the soundtrack is going to be, like, baller, killer, awesome.
1: <laughs> Make Persona... your bleed.
0: <laughs> Persona 3, 4, and 5, all of these ridiculous quality soundtracks. Like, Persona mm-hmm. 4 is, like, my yeah british favorite soundtrack in a video game fourth maybe the point is it's spectacular and phenomenal and if you haven't heard it you should hear it but uh yeah metaphor refantasio that's probably going to be really awesome i'm just getting more and more confused about what it is
1: <laughs> yeah cuz wasn't the last thing that came up was about how like it's more of like a action rpg when lower well- level Enemies are yeah, more powerful. That's what game? I
0: just mentioned. Like for for uh, for sorry, no, it's okay. When enemies are like way lower level than you, you can just hit them on the world map to kill them. And then you don't have to go through the turn based, you know, going through the motions. It's just to speed things up.
1: you want it slow and painful.
0: <laughs> well, then uh I guess try and force a turn based battle anyway. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. all right greg what's up
1: uh so the next one i had on my list was one that i think we've only touched on uh briefly but and i forget i think it was shown at summer games fest but it was that john carpenter's toxic commando so oh yeah it's like a zombie style like they're like i think the thing was like they were like digging into the earth and trying to and some like weird outbreak happens and everybody all these people are getting infected and stuff but uh one game that i really liked that i was sad i couldn't get into some online matches for was this game earthfall on xbox xbox yeah. one um where there's like uh like aliens and like creatures or or uh, crash landing on earth and you have to kill them and it's kind of like a you know, zombie survival ish, like left for dead. Uh, another mm-hmm. one that I really liked was, well, I didn't really like it. It was kind of middle of the road for me uh, because I had some hiccups with it. Uh, World War Z um, and then also Dead Island. And and this gives off, gives off, gives off all of those vibes. Plus, I guess like I remember hearing a an interview and they were talking about it, how John Carpenter's like treating it as like a, like a film production but in a video game so he's like where like the story beats hit how the characters interact with each other and how the action sequences ha- sequences happen and that's what i'm really looking forward to most and you just add in the element of you know being overrun by hordes of zombies and creatures and stuff and it just looks fun to me you know especially mm-hmm. if you can do it single player but from everything i've seen it's um uh, multiplayer co-op
0: yeah yeah yeah, you've kind of convinced me to keep an eye on it.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, look I, at the, like, action. Like away hordes and shit.
0: <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I mean, just, like, the John Carpenter element. If, like, he's, like, genuinely invested in the thing, and it's not just, like, lip service and they paid for his name. Like, yeah. that's pretty exciting. Yeah. Cool. All right. Got any games left, Mary?
2: I do. And cool. this one... It's early access quarter two 2024, but I'm counting it because I'm so excited for it. Uh, Mm. Hades (laughs) 2. Never heard of it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) So I am the, I played a little bit of like the early access for the first Hades game, but I just played enough to be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to really like this. And then I just Mm kind of waited for the full release. So I'm curious to see like how I'm going to approach this one if I'm going to do the same thing or if I'm going to play like a lot more of it because I ended up falling so in love with Hades. <laughs> um but like Hades is one of like my top 5 video games of all time. So it this game has like m- that level of expectation to live up to. I think Supergiant can totally do it. Um but I'm looking forward to like meeting new characters, seeing what characters return. And then just, like, enjoying, like, this really crisp, detailed, beautiful art style that they have. And then the music as well. Like, I listen to the Hades soundtrack, like, just while I'm, like, doing stuff around the house, while I'm doing work. So, it's... What a nerd. I know!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Push up your glasses some more.
2: (laughs) But it's... Mm. It's, like... Here's the kingdom Baldur's Gate 3. Like, for me, I can feel it. Like, I'm gonna just like invest so much time (laughs) into this game when it comes out.
0: Like, I would be kind of surprised if it isn't one of the most like lucrative early access games ever released, right? It's like, Uh, what, like, what even is the competition in that respect? Like, Baldur's Gate three i guess yeah. yeah well
2: and like i usually don't do early access stuff i'm usually right. very like i'll wait until like the full game's out but because right. of how well they handle early access they handle it very well they take all the feedback they're constantly working on it fixing things um mm-hmm. like i appreciate like the, that level of work that they put into their early access that like i would want to play it and i'm hoping i'll get to play it i don't think it's going to be like a locked thing or like a code thing but if it is i'm gonna have to start emailing people and be like hello please (laughs) i need this game
1: (laughs) was there was there anything in the original hades that they took out that you liked in early access that didn't make it to the final product
2: not that i can remember oh
1: that's what always i'm always worried about is like there's something like there's a you know chain of uh like attacks you can do or certain things you can do to that makes this part seem easier and the developer says oh that was a little too easy for our hardcore gamer audience so we had to remove it or something like that (laughs) yeah i've only played a handful of games in early access
0: Mm. gosh now i'm wondering if i've ever played a game in early access i i think i haven't like (laughs) like i i think i just wait for things to be done usually um Yeah, I don't think I ever have. Like, I never thought about it before. But
1: I think all the ones that I have, I could probably name off the top of my head. And they're like very, like, I don't know. Like one of them was Action Hank. It was like a okay, like yeah, (laughs) it was was like (laughs) it's real. It, It was like a basically like a you speed run these courses, you jump, slide, and hit these lips, and like, but you're this like a toy action figure that lost his gusto and. And now he's, like, back into training and hitting all these ramps. So you have, like, a grapple hook suction cup. But I met the developers randomly at the Game Developers Conference one year and uh, just kept getting updates for it. It was actually a pretty fun game. Huh. Uh, and then Chasm the graphics was another are one. nicer
0: than I expected.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Chasm was another one. Mm. And then I guess if you count Fortnite. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you don't, apparently.
1: I mean... I would as early as I played it. Yeah, I was really into it for a while, but not when things started to get bananas. Mm.
0: You're an OG. Now you're like a Fortnite hipster.
1: Yeah, because it's weird. Because now it's like, (laughs) no, you got to wash your face in the pond. Oh, you got to sprinkle these these candy sprinkles on your head to get extra shield. You got to run over here and catch a fish and throw it in the air at this tree. And it's like, I don't want to do all these things. Like, (laughs) it sounds absurd. You want
0: to shoot people? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, in oh a video, yeah, in
1: a video game, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, we live in dark times where who knows what's a joke? All right. <laughs> Don't say that, obviously a joke. <laughs> I forget where we're even at now. Are we at me? Yes.
2: Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: Yeah, because you did Hades. All right, so I'm in like honorable mention territory. So if I say, if I say this game and it's just on one of your lists, I can just kind of hand off the baton. But if not, we can all just talk about it. Princess Peach Showtime.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I
0: did it. I
1: totally forgot about that. Mm.
0: So that game has a set release date, March 22nd. How about that?
2: Wait, does it really? I thought it was still... I thought we were still waiting for it. Wait, uh, when did I miss the release date?
0: On March 22nd? No, I don't... <laughs> Wait, um, hold up. Maybe somebody's wrong. That's the date that I'm seeing in Wikipedia, right? I now. thought it was
1: like much I thought there was no date, but we we're anticipating like something. No, summer-ish it says on the
2: it, it yeah, on the Nintendo page uh releases March twenty second, twenty twenty four. When did Gimme give,
1: okay. give me the damn collector's edition I want it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um I don't recall when this date was announced, but I would presume it was at the last direct, whenever that was. Um But yeah, this is this is another game. (laughs) This is another game where we don't actually know a lot about it. We just kind of have the like one and a half trailers, sort of. Yeah. So we know Peach is going to have new powers. Like she can like get costumes that like give her powers and stuff. And we know that the game has like a stage play theme, like Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Which is pretty rad. I think
1: secretly, I just want to be Peach. Don't we all in real life? Yeah. Yeah only all video game
0: (laughs) (laughs) right exactly so uh does anybody else have thoughts on this game like i mean it's been it's oh god it's been almost 20 years since princess peach yeah super princess Princess Peach on ds yeah it came out in 2005 that's great came out in 2005 in asia i should say it came out 2006 here
1: yeah long overdue man I feel anybody kind of embarrassed. <laughs> I, I did, actually. Yeah, I
0: liked I did it a it. lot. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Like, it was really easy, so it makes me wonder if they're like, oh, this game's for girls. We have to crank it Aww. down. But I don't know. But it was really fun in spite of
2: that.
1: Yeah, yeah
0: I think even like if it like it say
2: very... Even if it is easy, like, I don't think I would mind that. I mean, I didn't mm. have... I didn't feel like a super high level of with like Kirby and the forgotten land, but I still right. adored that game.
0: Exactly. So yeah. even
2: if this is like that kind of pacing, that kind of just like, I'm just really enjoying like a fun, charming little game. Like I'll be happy, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to princess mm. Pete showtime.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially everything we've been shown so far about how like it's more, even if it is that type of like theatrical, uh, like, it's more of an experience than it is about like the game mechanics or you know whatever the power-ups are. If it's not too in-depth, I'll be fine with that because it looks freaking awesome. I don't know. I just I've loved everything about this since they announced it.
0: Yeah. It's just it's just exciting that there's a new Peach game. Like, yeah. Period. Like regardless of what it is almost. Like it exists. That's cool. <laughs> uh yeah. All right, Greg
1: uh i have a couple left so do you want me just to run through these
0: i mean you know follow your heart
1: yeah well i put down princess peach showtime on here just so All i can right. have it peach. in my head but uh the other one was another game with the word toxic in it uh toxic crusaders is a okay. TV beat up based on the the cartoon and a comic i think um but they released a demo earlier late last year earlier last year i don't even remember i think it was early last year but it only has a 2024 placeholder on it uh for right. release date but i play it i mean i played uh i loved like i said um shredders, shredder's revenge, revenge. Mm-hmm. i love that art style um, and there's no way that this them.
0: game would exist if not for shredders revenge <laughs> oh totally 100 <100%. laughs>
1: yeah yeah and it was fun you know i had a lot uh-huh. of fun playing it there's a uh, selectable characters and stuff uh, and then the other one, uh, Contra Operation Galuga, is another oh, one. Yeah. It's uh, the Wave Way Forward. forward. Yeah. yeah, Konami collaboration on that, which Konami's back for better or for worse. But I absolutely <laughs> love Way Forward, uh, especially all the the Shantae games. Um, I just love the way they execute on making retro feel new again. Um, Ducktales is another one that they did an excellent job with. And then lastly. Avowed. I don't know why, but you know, a little bit of you know, put some put some guns and some magic together and shoot plague hmm. monsters. Uh, I'm all about it.
0: That game has guns.
1: Yeah, it looks like uh oh. the
0: oh yeah the I guess yeah guns. Yeah, I just didn't notice. Okay. Yeah, I've been like cautiously optimistic about that one, but realistically, I probably won't play it just because it's on Xbox. But I
1: hope it's really good. Well, oh, surprise, John, you're getting an Xbox I'm buying one for you. <laughs> all
0: right, but only if it's the Series X. Otherwise, forget it.
1: I'm going to buy you the original Xbox.
0: <laughs> well,
1: that I've got. <laughs> and a Duke controller.
0: Oh, it'd be insulting if you played it with a different controller.
1: <laughs> hey, buddy. Cool.
0: All right, Mary, what's left?
2: Uh, all right, I'll also rapid fire through a I few I mean, you ones. don't have to,
0: but just, you know, well,
2: yeah. I don't have anything, I don't have too, too much to say uh, about the remaining ones, but Europa, which I just realized they announced a release date for last month, uh, it comes out on April 16th of this year. It's very Studio Ghibli looking, Mm -hmm. looks like it's a nice, like, uh, like exploration through, like, the landscape, through these environments, and as someone who really enjoys like studio ghibli films like with this art style it's like okay i get to like go explore a world that feels like very similar to that and like i'm interested to see i see there's a demo now too i didn't know there was a demo so i'm Mm. gonna have to download that soon and check it out
1: the water looks pretty
2: yeah it just (laughs) it just looks really really gorgeous i think um And then another game that I've had my eye on for a bit is uh, Demon School, which has like Shin Tensei Persona vibes. It Mm -hmm. comes out uh, quarter two of this year is is what they're looking at. No hard release date yet, Um, Mm -hmm. but it's got really nice like pixel art, uh, which I appreciate. Mm
3: -hmm. And
2: then another one that Brad's probably going to mention is Hellblade 2, which I I think that's going to be a late 2024. They've only said... 2024 I think it's gonna be a later in the year game but the first one like was absolutely stunning incredible and I'm really looking forward to going through like Senua's like next step of her journey awesome
0: Uh, okay and real quick shout out to Skull and Bones none of us care about it but damn this is the year it finally sinks (laughs) the ship has been built so it can go down
2: <laughs> oh man uh, i i feel so bad for. Yeah. i know there's a lot of people who work very hard on some of these games and all of us are just sitting here like i don't think it's gonna i don't think it's gonna launch well i yeah. hope they prove me wrong
0: yeah but so that's how, that's how a lot of people feel you know i like... don't i don't feel any malice towards ubisoft i don't want these people to fail That's merely the pattern they found themselves in.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they, I mean, they talked themselves into a corner with this. And, Uh. and like, you know, like I've said this before, I played this game, a demo of this game at like E3, like 2016 or something like that. (laughs) It had my captured footage from it. And I don't even know if it's still the same game that I played. I mean, there, I know there was a, a beta for it not too long ago, but it's just become a joke at this point that it's been delayed and like, if they hadn't had if they hadn't said anything at all and just you know let this full development cycle happen up until now, then we'd be like, Oh, Skull and Bones is releasing soon. It's a Ubisoft game about pirate ships and pirate battles, but you don't go on land, you just fight the other ships. Instead, like we've like seen different aspects of its development over the course of what seven years. <laughs> it's like mm. it's just a joke at this point. And I feel yeah. bad saying that because like everybody kind of knows i think in their gut that it's not going to do well but it's releasing
0: yeah like there's there was like these stories that like they had like some sort of like legal agreement of what what country was it that made this game was it like was it like the philippines or indonesia uh, like it's one of those sure. asian studios like there was a stu like a story going around that like it was like government mandated that like the game had to be done or something oh, i don't yeah. know if that was actually true but like that was like a popular rumor of like why the game wasn't just canceled there was like a legal requirement to release a game i don't know if that's true but yeah. at this point I, it would kind of makes sense
1: i've heard like different like uh, brazil i know has like a it's like um it's like almost like taxpayer dollars that go to get invested in these art projects I remember one papo e o was one that they they did mm. a while back, but that was one of them that was explicitly marketed with with that like government funding behind it so I'm wondering if obviously the legal legal aspect of it, but mm-hmm. you, know, you are messing with government taxpayer dollars, and I'm sure <laughs> something was signed with Ubisoft, so yeah, yeah, who knows
0: all right well uh, it's still a new year, so there really isn't video game news yet everyone kind of wisely chose not to announce anything i'll just give a quick shout out as i mentioned in passing much earlier earthbound is turning 30 this year and uh, apparently uh the the people that like own like manage the ip basically they're saying to expect a bunch of exciting 30th anniversary things does that mean an earthbound remake no <laughs> but yes <laughs> but you'll, if you live in japan you'll probably be able to buy a nice t-shirt maybe a pencil case so uh um, i don't know
2: can't wait to see how much of the the fun stuff is region locked to right. specific countries
0: <laughs> yeah meanwhile there's people that would like sacrifice their child to get an official mother three translation but uh, yeah uh, Tragically, those children hey, will remain on It's turning
2: 30, Mother 3. <laughs> this could be the year.
0: <laughs> That's three with a zero. It's like 10 times the Mother yeah. 3. <laughs> Let's
1: so, start a rumor uh, that you heard it here first. The first leak was from oh Mary Stowe. Mary wants a fifty. <laughs> mother 3, confirmed anniversary. Just
0: follow the math. It works out. Yeah. So... uh <laughs> Uh, I guess we'll uh we'll do our questions from Discord, and then we'll actually earnestly talk about games that we're playing before we swing out of here. Sound good? Sure. Okay. All right. Our first question is actually a holdover from last week, for, from Joe, and he very succinctly asked, any gaming New Year's resolutions, or regular ones, lol. Anyone got any resolutions for this new year now that we're here?
2: I don't really do resolutions I'm one of those mm. people I'm like I don't believe yeah. in resolutions I don't do yeah, it I, yeah. I'm more about like reflecting and carrying over like good vibes uh setting goals however mm. I do have a challenge for myself <laughs> you Do have a for resolution this. Yeah. It, it kind of fits in like the resolution category yeah. You, yeah
0: I've been there before.
2: Yeah. um but this year for like all the games so like i'm going to be streaming i put it all on a wheel like a digital one and we're going to spin it and whatever it lands on is the game i'm going to stream until i finish it and once i finish it i'm going to spin the wheel again so i'm just kind of leaving my backlog up to fate there's about like 60 (laughs) games on there oh (laughs) wow so that's a big wheel (laughs) it's a pretty good size wheel and like some are old some are like newer um I'm of course like setting aside time for like when Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth comes out, yeah. but it's kind of turned into like a oh this would be fun to do and like talking about it with my other friends who stream and all of a sudden they're like no that would be cool what if like a group of us did it together and so there's uh-huh. like me and like two other friends I think some other people are starting to be like oh I want in on like the wheel <laughs> the <Backlog laughs> so we're, we're the all the making wheel. like our own little wheels to spin so. <laughs> Well, do that's it. cool. Yeah. yeah, that
1: sounds fun.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm excited to hear what the wheel points you towards first.
2: I will let y'all know. It's Ew, happening like, in a few Lennon. hours. <laughs> oh, dang. All yeah. right.
0: Exciting. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, as I've said, my schedule is locked through apparently June at this point. <laughs> Maybe September. <laughs> we'll see. But uh, I don't know. For me... Um, well yeah again it's kind of like a coincidental timing sort of thing. Uh I I literally started it today because I didn't do it on New Year's Day was um I'm putting myself on like more of like a regimented schedule schedule for like all my quote entrepreneurial things, my K-pop website, my video game. Uh today was day 1 and as far as I can tell it went well. Um if I find that if I like if I tell myself, all right, these are the specific hours gonna that I'm going to work on X, I feel like like a higher sense of obligation to actually do stuff in that block. So, like, I feel like even if I said, like, all right, all day I'm going to do whatever, I might probably be more productive if I just say, no, I'm going to do it in this four hours because I, I will feel the pressure to, like, do something in that four hours. So, uh, you know, this was just day one of it. And again, the timing was just kind of coincidental. Like, I knew I needed to, like, kind of do something like this and like this happened to be the time that I did it. So uh we'll see how that goes. Uh otherwise my resolution is just to
1: stay sweet y'all.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Greg, you got anything?
1: Yeah. Uh I'm like Mary, I need to knock some stuff off my backlog. Um mm-hmm. I did a little bit with uh I think I beat GTA 5 at some point or maybe I was at the very end and never finished it, but I did that uh, about a week ago, I think, and just feeling feeling like a, I was going to go back and do some of the side missions, but I finally felt like I was like up to date with where GTA Five was before you know GTA Six comes out and how many every years, but I mean I have so many games. I even started another doing that with another one, which was Resident Evil Four Remake, that I played like four or five hours and just completely stopped. Uh, Final Fantasy Seven. The original, I have it on the (laughs) Switch. I probably put in like eight or nine hours of that and stopped. And there's like two, yeah, (laughs) yeah. There's like all these games that I have that I'm like, it would be so cool if you just finished one you started. Uh, (laughs) Sonic Superstars is another one. You didn't finish Um, that? No. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, But those are, you know, just some off the top of my head that I need to go back and complete and get them so I'm not. Mostly so I can remove them from my hard drive and and download another four or five terabytes of other games that I won't play. Um, <laughs> other than that, I've been trying to get back in the gym regularly, oh. and it's been so hard. Um, especially, you know, you get older and it's harder and harder to get motivated to go and mm. uh, for. So right know,
0: now you're only curling like three hundred pounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I I used to be big into like competitive powerlifting and powerlifting, and I hurt my back, and so it kind of put me out for a while. Mm. And then I haven't really ever got back into the swing of it, um, you know. Because I mean, I could still bench a decent amount, but I got to a point where I wanted to bench over four hundred pounds, and I hit four fifteen, and then I stopped. And then mm. that kind of all my other weightlifting stopped too. And I was like. I wanted to hit uh, five something. I forget what the number was in deadlift, and I hit like five fifteen or five twenty something, and then like I completely fell. Oh, that's off. all. I'm. Well, <laughs> no, I I meant like I I was like working. <laughs> no, I understand. Goals, right, right. And I like completely and you hit them, off. and then you stopped. <laughs> and now the only thing that I do on a regular basis is like twelve ounce curls. Like I I, I <laughs> am trying to get back into. I guess just being a little bit more healthy in the gym maybe consuming less alcohol which has been kind of hard especially where you i mean live, during it's... the
0: workout right <laughs> yeah that was a thing for a while <laughs> there's all oh, man.
1: <laughs> all different types of uh, uh things people try smelling salts eating donuts drinking a beer yeah oh, man. but all yeah right. that's uh trying to trying to get back into the swing of some things especially yeah. completing games the swing and... of those weights yeah, the swing of those weights, <laughs> and not not my legs after my back goes out. So,
0: <laughs> well, cool, man. I'm rooting for you. Yeah. All right, and uh, then our other question then is from Bride Dude. What was your first ever encounter on a video game? I think maybe meant with a video game, and what made you fall in love with video
2: games? Uh, uh, my first encounter was like playing Mario on like the Super Nintendo at like friend's house. Oh, um oh man. Yeah, Formative. but like yeah, but like I and like that was pretty much my experience with video games for a very long time because my parents just wouldn't let me have video games for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> um I know and so I just would play like Super Nintendo and 64 uh a lot of like little multiplayer games like at friend's house and then finally I all those years I'd been asking. And finally in middle school, they were like, okay, you can have it, but you have to buy, for- you have to buy it yourself. And so I bought my GameCube after I saved up my money. <laughs> Yo, that's um,
0: yeah.
2: But I think what made me fall in love, like with the video games is like, even though like, it wasn't like the whole, like, you can't have video games because you need to be outside. Cause I just stayed inside and read books. <laughs> so like <laughs> I was still inside no matter what. So there wasn't oh. anything like that with my parents, but Kind of like what made me fall in love with games is realizing that like there's other games like the Art Mario, the Art Mario Kart, but the very story driven games that it's like I'm playing a book, you know, Mm -hmm. like instead of me sitting down reading a book, having to imagine what the characters look and sound like and all the scenery, like I could play a, a video game as the main character and basically get to like experience the story like from their perspective.
0: Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah i was gonna say oh well, i mean it's and it's true that i i basically just grew up with video games always around it was kind of the opposite of mary because i had two older brothers my oldest brother he had atari like the 2600 i think and uh he even like bought our sega genesis and a sega cd because he just wanted to play the sports games and i didn't i didn't realize till years later my middle brother told me he bought the sega i was like oh that's surprising
3: that's wild. Yeah. And uh
0: yeah. And then my middle brother, he, like, earnestly played a lot of video games. So he was born in 81, and I was born in 89. So, like, by the time I was cognizant of the universe, I kind of already had, like, NES, Super Nintendo, Game Boy, Sega Genesis. Uh, we had Turbo Graphics somehow. I think we bought it cheap from one of my brother's friends. Oh, that's friends. so sick, though. Yeah. Unfortunately, it broke, and, like, after not very long either, so I don't know what the deal is there. But anyway, point being, I just always had video games. Um <laughs> All right, awkward silence there as I responded to something. Um <laughs> Anyway, but uh piggybacking on what Mary said though about how like if video games could feel like books, um the game that like really enraptured me when I was I think I think I was probably only around three, four years old at the most, uh, Lunar the Silver Star on Sega CD. It was an RPG with, it had like the animated anime, like cinematics on the Sega CD. That was a brand new thing at the time. You weren't getting no Super Nintendo games with like anime scenes. And of course they were like tiny scenes because that's what a Sega CD could handle. But it was beautiful. Like I could get the gist of the story just from watching my brother play it. And like, that game itself had like a powerful effect on my whole pathetic life, for better or worse. <laughs> Maybe I'd be a better person without it, but it's too late now. I'm all in because of Lunar. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's me. We have a few uh, do seconds, wanna, Greg. I'm yeah, say, I want to restart yeah, the recording. I
1: can, yeah, I can. Go, yeah. I can run through mine real quick. Well, I think. Okay. Uh, well I oh, mean, yeah, we'll go to. Let's
0: this just let Mary thing. restart. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh no. Out. So we're we're okay with talking about games we're playing. I didn't want like just be a dictator, but like I just felt like we might as well do it.
2: Okay. All okay. right. I'll see I'll back here in just a few seconds then. Okay.
1: So, so my wife and I found this TikToker that goes live. And it's like the closest close-up view of his face. And he's like, just says the weirdest stuff. He's like, stop playing loud music. Thanks for the rose. And it's like a like tight shot of his face. And he acts like he's eating McDonald's fries and does this thing where he goes... <laughs> and like you just like it's like watching a dumpster fire or a car accident it's like you can't look away like why is he saying these (laughs) things but she just told me about his 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 new quip drop that just happened right now and i'm just like i can't wait to get off this call and stare at this guy's face (laughs) (laughs) all
0: right so that's your additional new year's resolution (laughs)
1: yeah Yeah. catch all of his videos um but uh oh yeah yeah um so games that i when I fell in love. So like I remember being about like two or three years old and playing Super Mario One. And like I didn't know what I was doing at the time. And then, but I do remember how unique Super Mario 2 felt and Super Mario 3. And I remember like somewhat being aware that two came out and they were like, you know, all the kids were like, Yeah, it's not as good as the original. It's different, or blah, 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 blah. And mm-hmm. and I was just like, I had a good time with it. But I didn't really like really like you guys said, you know, playing a video game as kind of like a book and like I didn't really feel that big of an investment until I played either Resident Evil 2 or uh, Link to the Past. Those were like the two standout games because I don't think I played a Link to the Past when it first came out, but I actually mm. I beat it on an emulator the first time I actually beat it. And then really? I would go back through randomly and like just keep I probably beat it like I don't know 7 or 8 times just on the emulator itself <laughs> but like that was when I really was like started to get like I guess like not appreciate video games but get what what they were trying to do in a story or what mechanics were or what different like the different styles were and I, I felt to like appreciate it more not necessarily like, uh, like more so, like understand why people love them, and and you know, talking about them with other people. That it took a long time to find a group of friends that really had like that kind of grasp on on love for video games. It probably wasn't until my my roommate uh, Cam, that was the old editor in chief at PC Invasion. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't until he moved in that I don't I think I knew that you were roommates. Yeah, <laughs> he lived with me for a while, but Wild. it wasn't. A, yeah, it wasn't until like when we did our OG writing back for gaming truth that I genuinely met somebody that loved video games or like to talk about them as much as I did. And I was like, wow, there's other people out there like that actually played these games and experienced the story and got emotional and played metal gear solid one and understood, you know, why those design mechanics were so unique and stuff like that. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. I didn't. I don't think I found people to talk to about video games until I was in like college. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. You had to
0: wait a while.
2: <laughs> yeah, I had to just sit by myself and play my little games. Mm. And yeah, it took. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it was college, I think, and I finally found wow. like people through like my little part-time job that I had in college, and then like friends that I met in college. That I was like, oh, hi. You you play video <laughs> games, too, like me.
0: <laughs> Wild. Yeah. yeah. I think for me, like, it was probably in high school that I met people that played video games, like, as much as I did. Up until then, I'd still talk about video games. Usually I was, like, being the one who informed other people of the games. And I had, like, one friend who would, like, play a bunch of RPGs like I did. So it was, like yeah. it was, like, a gradual, you know. A process of becoming for these yeah.
2: people like <laughs> in high school like i knew people like other people that played call of duty but like that was kind of it <laughs> mm-hmm. right yeah oh so, this is like yeah. xbox 360 call of duty this is like peak call of duty years so
1: <laughs> yeah that's yeah. that was my my college, and like what it was like i I've lived in a fraternity house for like I think three years, maybe four I think it was oh, three.
0: I'm just picturing you with a backwards hat all the time. no,
1: <laughs> same <laughs> me, <laughs> but it would it it would always like I don't know why it bothered me so much, but I'd go by people's rooms and they'd have you know p s two uh p s three. And they'd be like Madden, Madden, someone's playing Madden, that <laughs> someone's playing Tiger Woods golf in this room. And then there's like me with like my Wii in my my room and then playing Halo. And and I remember I went to like a midnight release for Halo and nobody else got it, only like one or two other people out of like 30 guys. But like it was just weird being like, no, I want to play games for like story and stuff, not just like Madden, like yeah, gross.
0: Yeah, yep. the only NFL game I ever played in earnest for a while was, I think it was like NFL Fever 2004, (laughs) maybe. Oh, man. And it's because I played as the Giants, and I realized there was a particular play where for some reason, if you did the play, if you waited at the right moment to throw the ball, the the PC, the CPU could literally never stop you. (laughs) So I would just win every game with like 50 plus points or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) Like I, I had the most invincible Giants team that ever existed by doing the same play over and over (laughs) again. Um, That was my football experience. But uh, yeah, Uh, now we're going to close things out by actually talking about what we are playing because it's been a few weeks. So uh, we're going to dig in and uh, Mary's going to talk about something other than Baldur's Gate 3, in addition to Baldur's Gate 3.
2: Surprise. So why don't we just start there? <laughs> so I started playing Super Mario RPG. I don't remember if Yay. I had talked yeah. about it last week, but yeah, I started playing Super Mario RPG. I love it so much. I'm so awesome. bad at the timing, though. Like <laughs> I need to check and see if like there's like just a delay, or am I really that bad? I'm probably just that bad at like timing I, like the extra options.
1: I played it in handheld and did notice a small delay
2: okay. with the pro
1: controller on TV. Okay. And like I, I had to like kind of like retrain everything that I was doing before to kind of get the timing right. But okay. I, I will say like even towards the very end, I forgot how how like precise or or <laughs> not or mm-hmm. like just lucky you have to be to hit some of the the, the timings on them. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But like I think it was last night, I just found like the Yoshi race game, and that was really throwing me off because I was like, I know how to hit a button in time with music, and it was just kept doing practice. Like you're not really getting this. I'm like, yes, I (laughs) am. (laughs) I did it. I won the race. I don't know if I'm ever gonna do it again, but I won one race. (laughs) Nice. Um, And then, surprise, I have more Baldur's Gate 3 characters going. (laughs) I attempted to start a Dark Urge character. Um, I don't know if I'm cut out for evil runs, though. Like, I can't even choose, like, the mean things in, like, Mass Effect games because I feel bad. (laughs) But Uh I, for some reason, decided I'm going to do Dark Urge and see what happens. And it's Dark Urge. She just does things that like it doesn't even give me the option to do you want to kick the squirrel no she just does it (laughs) things like that and like you her little intrusive thoughts are just kind of coming through and I'm like what is she about to do right now I'm I don't I don't know if I want to keep playing this character
1: (laughs) (laughs) so you're basically like a a sociopath or serial killer in training
2: yeah so those that don't know like what dark urge is like you basically have like a set back story but you don't know quite what it is you kind of have like the memory loss thing but there's you're covered in blood from the get-go there's clearly something very deep and dark about your past (laughs) and you could either just kind of go with it or I noticed there are options to where you can kind of fight it so maybe I'm like maybe I'll do like a fight the dark urge playthrough but yeah it's it's wild and I'm still (laughs) in the very beginning of it I'm like I don't know if I could be mean to some of these characters
0: (laughs) yeah I feel that the first time I played Dragon Age Origins I I was a uh like a dwarf warrior guy or whatever the classes Mm -hmm. are and at first, I was, like, a huge jerk and just trying to be a bad guy. And, like, I reached a point where some of the bad things, like, I just didn't want to do. So, he kind of, he wasn't quite good, but he wasn't really that bad anymore. It's like a chickened yeah. out. Like, yeah, so.
2: Yeah, like, my fighter, like, she, like, you get a bonus to intimidation checks, like, as a fighter already, so I was like, okay, like I can like intimidate my way like through some things. And like I was pretty okay with like those dialogue choices because it's just kind of like, look, either you let me through the door or I force my way through the door, you know, mm, yeah. <laughs> sort of thing. But yeah, Dark Urge is very murder hobo, which Astarian loves. He's he's still gonna be my boy in that game, in that playthrough, <laughs> but <laughs> we'll see Splendid. if I keep doing it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well we know you'll keep us posted yes (laughs) all right greg what you up to
1: uh i like i mentioned i beat gta 5 i Mm -hmm. put in a lot of hours in that game as of late and man uh most of it was also testing out my new gpu just to see if i can you know what i could um turn up in terms of settings and everything but that game I mean, I saw someone did, like, a remake of the of the new trailer, and they remade it in GTA 5, but that game is still gorgeous, and I think I mentioned this before, just, like, how many mechanics are working together, how many just small missions you can do, events happening, places you can go, creatures... Trains, animals, jumping in the water. Mm-hmm. Like you feel so small sometimes like being on foot in some of these areas around Los Santos. And and I'm very much looking forward to what GTA 6 will bring, but it kind of makes me miss, you know, something that, something to fill that void of just being able to go out and explore and have things. I mean, you saw some of it in like Watch Dogs, but I don't think to the degree that you have the freedom to, you know, go to the titty club or go pick up a prostitute or... Yeah, you can't do that Zelda. Yeah, or, like, (laughs) stop a bank robber. And it's just, like, it really does give you tons of freedom around the city. Um, And I think that's why I played um, so many of the story missions from GTA 4. It was a time where I played the main story and then all the DLCs, Ballad of Gay Tony, Lost in the Damned, I put a lot of time into that it just really reminded me how much i missed gta um but i've been trying to solve this issue with my 3ds so i was going to go back in and maybe do <clears throat> another playthrough of super mario 3d land or some of the other 3ds games that i had on my bucket list but i had i put uh a game that had a little price tag sticker on it by accident into the my 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 Majora's Mask 3DS XL <laughs> and now like game carts read sometimes not all the time so I've been trying to like fish out the the sticky stuff in the inside oh, no. from the yeah there's a you know the little lock that goes there's like a a magnet or whatever that goes over the the lip of the 3DS cart to hold mm. it in mm. um so like you can feel it like like stick when you push a cart cart in there which sucks because like i mean there's so many good looking games on it and i got one of my copies of uh Super Mario 3D Land to read but it's not my original one so i was like damn you <laughs> but uh i wanted to go knock some other stuff off that that backlog too i've i've been playing in bed you know some nights when i can't sleep and and you know i'm like wow i played this from fully charged to dead so um Link between worlds is another one I still need to beat on it and a few others, but uh, yeah, just kind of taking it easy for a little bit. Definitely still playing some Apex Legends, highest rank I've ever been. Um, this season, and Which and is... I just want to uh, right now I'm gold, but this this season is a lot like last, it's a lot harder, I mm. feel like. Um, but I'm dipping my toes into platinum. I'm almost there. You right, do this cool, cool thing where you get to like the edge of your your rank and then you have to go through these trials. You either have to like win a game, place top five in like the next three games. Um But I wanted to shout out, uh, it's just Liller's uh, and syrup. There are two other streamers that I've been playing Apex legends with. And you know, I was always looking for uh, a solid team or group of people to play with and you know they're always you know willing to party up or you know just hang out in their discord um but you know even just coming from their backgrounds of of you know trying to build you know solid people to play with and you know both of them you know sir great strategy great communication uh liller's she does a great job of of You know, really, um, she built a community of people that can drop in and drop out of games. We played custom matches together. We had a blast for like two and a half hours one night. But I just wanted to shout them out because those are some of the people, if you catch me and I'm streaming, that I regularly play with. But a huge shout out to them. One last one. To Bach and Six, thank you for having me on Friday Night Slurp we talked about a bunch of video games that all sounds our childhoods. Up, okay
0: <laughs> now they're in the discord <laughs> yeah Eric, I I know. You know I know, yeah.
1: I know. but you know. huge shout out to them we just had a basically a 2 hour bullshit session about video games and it's always cool to hear perspective of of guys you know that are growing up now in video games that are like 18 and 19 years old because like mm-hmm. you know, they're talking about oh yeah I had that game as a kid and I was like I bought that when I was in college thank you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh man.
0: Yep. yep, yep. That's how it goes.
3: <sighs>
0: All right. I guess we're at me. Yeah. Uh so well, I'll start real quick with the thing I've beaten. So last week, yeah, a little over a week ago, I'd beaten East the Oath and Felgana, which is uh basically a remake of three. Uh yeah. And You're basically... telling me what I
1: said sounds made up. That sounds completely <laughs> made up.
0: <laughs> I know lots of made up sounding names here, but uh, it basically I misspoke several weeks ago. I thought this was going to be one of those 3D remakes. It's actually one. It's it's still a remake, but it plays like East Origins. So it's like really fast paced. I beat the entire game, and I forget like 12 hours tops. But it's just like thrilling action the whole time, like. I'm glad I discovered these games at some point in my life because I really love these. <laughs> I'm probably not going to be as completely in love with like the full on 3D action RPG remakes, but everyone I've played in this franchise so far I love. So that's cool. I look forward to playing more of that throughout like the next year or two. And, uh, but the main thing I've been playing, which I got for Christmas, is Marvel's Midnight Suns, mm. the game that sold poorly. Bombed pretty badly, and we haven't heard from it since. But it has fifty dollar DLC. Um,
1: <laughs> it's a wow. whole other game.
0: Yeah, I was genuine. I was genuinely going to buy the DLC, and then I saw it cost fifty bucks to buy it all, and then I was like, never mind. I'll just play the base game. The whole reason I waited so long to get it was because I wanted to wait for a good sale and get the DLC. And like, nope, apparently not. But uh, so this game is fascinating to me because it does. It's such a fun game. And it's also really janky, like unusually janky for like a major IP game from a studio that was known for a really good game, which was XCOM. I haven't played XCOM, so honestly, I don't know. Maybe they're jank fests and I was never aware of it. But like Midnight Suns, like to give an example, in the, the I think it was the s- second mission of the whole game and maybe like the first story mission, you face Venom really early on and venom was doing a special attack i don't know what the attack was because the camera went behind a wall and i never saw it i have no <laughs> idea what happened <laughs> i just heard things behind a wall and then the game continued and um the whole game is just kind of filled with like really odd little quirks like that where it doesn't necessarily affect gameplay usually but it's just like you mean to tell me like they didn't have time to polish like x y and z like these are like noticeable things that you'll run into all the time Like there's a dog you can pet and there's a prompt that shows up above the dog, like when, to let you know, you can pet it half the time. As you're petting the dog, it like cuts to a cinematic. The prompt will still be hovering over the dog's head. Like while you're petting it, like that doesn't hurt the game, but it's really janky. Like That's not something you would expect in like a quasi-ish triple-A, like Marvel game. And uh, like, I don't know it's the the degree of oversight is kind of weird, uh especially since the core gameplay is really good uh it's it's strategic, it's card based I think it's the card based aspect that scared so many people away. That just sounds boring to a lot of people, but it's it's done really well here, and you, it, it, there's not like deck management quote unquote you just need to pick basically eight cards like anybody can do that um it's really fun, and it turns out there's like a bazillion different difficulties too. Most of them, like, harder, like, prestige difficulties that you unlock with time. But, like, the point is, you can drop it down to easy if you want. So this game's a lot more accessible than people realize. Um, I don't know if you want to blame that on the marketing or what. um, But the, the combat's good. The writing. I complain about the writing in, like, every game I play anymore. The writing in this game's really good. Like, it's surprising. Like, there's all like the human drama of the comic books, like they have that in this game. Like every time Hmm. something happens and like logically someone might be upset about someone, like there'll be like a full blown dialogue about that in this game. And it won't even usually be something you have to hear. It'll be like background text as like you're walking by, you'll hear a full blown conversation. Like it can go on for like 45 seconds and you're just standing there listening to it or you can walk away and ignore it completely. And there's like a ton of that. And it all makes sense contextually. It's like it's Hmm. really good writing. It's it's a damn shame that like nobody bought the thing. It's like it's good writing. I John Frisham saying it's well written (laughs) or something. Yeah. Um I will complain though that they don't understand punctuation. They have a lot of wrong punctuation. They don't know the difference between rain, R-E-I-G-N, and R-E-I-N. It really bothers me. And the word caricature, (laughs) they just can't spell it all. They spell it with a ch, like the word character. It's very weird to see a misspelling like that in a game Uh, like this. Like, it's just another one of those things where, like, there's very weird oversights in this game. Like, they didn't have a spell checker to catch the correct spelling of caricature. And it wasn't a one off because they spell it that way twice in the same prompt. Like, someone clearly just doesn't know how to spell that word. (laughs) Like,
1: AI did it. (laughs) Possibly. So, uh, how would you, how do you think, like, to get, like, like, do, do you think this game has any sort of like, like, redemption like Cyberpunk did, or is there anything well, that they could do to so make it?
0: That's the thing more though. Lighting? Like this game, I think this game came out over a year ago now. So like, usually that's the period in which you'd like pretty it up so that I would never have even known these problems were in the game. This shows that like, access, the developer just like gave up when they saw it wasn't making any money. Huh. Like it's unfortunate because like. I mean again like these are like small issues in the grand scheme of things like none of these things I've described like actually hurt the game experience they're just things that kind of take you out of it for a second here and there um so it's it's a weird situation for sure um the the one thing though that I will say is an actual complaint against the game design is it feels a little over designed so like there's there's a surprisingly large hub area and you can unlock magic that lets you see more of, like, the world or what have you. like. And it's actually fun. Like, surprisingly fun. But it's, like, time intensive. And gradually you realize the game has literally at least six or seven different resources to manage. And I still don't fully understand what they all are or where they come from. I just hope I have enough of them when I need to spend them. And, like... It just feels like we didn't need that many resources, um, and there's so many different things to upgrade, and there's so many different places to find the resources. You can literally find them as glowing orbs in random places and they respawn. so I feel a duty to recheck the area after every mission to see if there's glowing orbs to collect so I can upload zigzaggy to the woo whistle like I don't know. like it's i remember like,
1: I remember hearing that early on that that was like where all the action was happening where like story beats were, were unfolding and you get to learn more about other characters Mm -hmm. and it was all contained there in that hub area though. Yeah.
0: And again, it's really well done. Like really well done. There's like, there's like a birthday party that it builds up to and then unexpected shenanigans happen and it's all (laughs) well written. Like it's all good. Like it's such a pleasant surprise. Like enjoy the text on the screen in a video game. Uh, (laughs) But like, I genuinely feel like there's a lot of parts they really could have simplified to like literally here's one menu here's where you can do all your upgrades and get Mm. on with life because as it is I just feel like the game doesn't value my time like the individual parts are good but like there's things that take literally three times as long as they should because you got to walk from point A to point B to do all of it and there is fast travel but not inside like the 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 abbey it's called. So like yeah, can, yeah, yeah yeah you can fast travel to the abbey and to many places around the abbey, but the abbey itself you gotta just walk around, and that's really time consuming. Like that I've I've spent like probably an hour just walking, which can't is you get not like fun.
1: a like a Deadpool like. I remember I saw it was like a food truck or something that unlocks in that area. <laughs> Possibly like some, some random
0: stuff. <laughs> Deadpool is one of the DLC characters. But but oh, yeah, okay. you yeah, you can unlock like new things that like unlock new functionality. And again, that stuff is fun. It's just the way they chose to approach doing it is like tedious. But yeah, so Marvel's Midnight Suns is absolutely fascinating. and I've been really excited to talk about this game because it does so much really well and so much bizarrely wrong.
3: i've never <laughs> i've
0: I've never played a game like this where it's like they so clearly knew what they were doing, and it's really fun, and they still messed up a bunch of little things. <laughs> so like it's fascinating. So like I really wish it would have sold better, yeah, yeah, sure so
1: don't charcuterie,
0: don't yep. Well, that's uh that's pretty much it for us. If uh, if you've listened this whole time, gosh, you have excellent taste in podcasts. Thank you so much. Really appreciate the support. Uh, Brett Medlock, he said he was gonna insert himself at some point. Maybe you'll hear him in a few seconds. Of course. Or he maybe. Would. Or maybe he has already inserted himself somewhere in the past. I don't know. The future is unwritten for us. Uh but uh, thank you. Uh leave us a five-star review on whatever service you're listening to. Uh recommend us to your friends give some money to charity they probably deserve it uh greg where can people find you uh
1: you can find me on all my socials at dynamite underscore giraffe as well as tiktok uh twitch uh the website formerly known as twitter which i don't use as much (laughs) uh, but pretty much everywhere else uh, at dynamite underscore giraffe
0: dope and mary where can people find you
2: You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, uh, just by looking up Mary Wants a Cookie.
0: Awesome. And me, don't worry about me, but do go to kpopanswers.com. It's amazing. I don't (laughs) know who owns it, but damn, it could really use millions and millions of views. So check it out kpopanswers.com. What is this podcast about? Ah, that's right, video games. All right, we're out of here. I can't remember the slick outro that Brett does, but I'll just remember to say, press X, X, X. And join our Discord! Oh yeah, do that too. And ask us questions and stuff. Press X, 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 X.
3: Perfect. Okay, it's just me now, Brett Medlock, from the podcast. I missed tonight's episode, but I wanted to record a little thing to go at the end to talk about my most anticipated games of the year. I have the full list in front of me. I'm probably going to mention at least all of them once, but I might I'm obviously going to talk about some more than others because some I do not care about at all. But I wanted to talk about each of these games and give my thoughts and you know just do a little a little bonus thing here at the end. I don't really do this that much and during the podcast, I don't really get to talk as much as I want to. I typically host it, so I'm trying to move things along to keep things paced correctly, but Now it's just me, I'm all alone, well my kids are here too, my son's currently uh, asking me to make him mac and cheese, and he already had mac and cheese, so I keep telling him no, you're going to eat something else, you're not going to eat the same thing two meals in a row. But anyway, let's get into the 2024 games. We can start things off on January 18th with Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. I'm actually pretty excited for this, I'm planning to subscribe to Ubisoft's subscription service to play this game, because... I hadn't realized until recently that Ubisoft's subscription gives you all of their games day one. I thought it was backlog games, like games that were already released at least like six months. I didn't realize it was day one games on their service. So that's not that bad of a deal. So I'm probably going to sub to that service, play through Prince of Persia, play through Avatar, and play through... There was another one. A recent... Ubisoft game that I wanted to play. Oh yeah, Assassin's Creed. I still haven't started Mirage. So I'm I'm interested in that. So I might subscribe and try and play all those in like a month or two. And just subscribe for a month or two. Anyway, next up, January 19th. The next day, The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered. Now I'm pretty excited for this because I'm able to transfer my Platinum Trophy over. I'm probably not going to replay through the game. I would have, honestly... But I just watched my wife replay this game or play this game for the first time, like a few months ago. So I'm not really in the mood to play it again. I wasn't. I was in the mood until I watched her replay because I, I do want to give this game another chance. Even though I don't think any playthrough is going to make me love it. I I do res, like. I do like some of the, the qualities of the game, but there's just so much that I don't like. So. I'm probably going to hop in, I'll I'll pay the $10, hop in, transfer my Platinum Trophy, and then try out that mode that lets you see some unfinished levels. I forgot what it was called, but they're doing like a director commentary stuff where they're talking about unused assets that they created that aren't in the game, which I think is really cool and definitely worth 10 bucks. Plus the roguelite mode I might try out once or twice. Next up, another code recollection, no idea, Apollo Justice Ace Attorney Trilogy, not my thing, haven't played them, Tekken 8, not my thing, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, not my thing. Then we go to February. February is pretty full of games that I'm really excited about. Excited about. Homeworld 3. Not excited. Grand Blue Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. I'm very interested in this one. It looks really pretty. It was it's it was developed by Platinum Games and then they were taken off of it like early on in development, I guess. I'm not sure how much they you know, like how much of their work is still in the game but this one has been a long time coming it still looks great i, I was excited for it because it was platinum but nowadays platinum's so hit or miss that it's kind of hard to get excited about anything they do because it could be a steaming pile of dog crap you never know what like what you're going to get with platinum but ultimately the game ends up look ended up looking awesome the graphics look stunning the gameplay looks fun and i'm excited for this it's nice little JRPG on the list and that's not the last JRPG in February that I'm super excited about. But next up we got Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. I'm still really excited for this. Yes, I talk a lot of shit on it because it looks like not my style of game when it comes to almost everything to be honest. The combat looks rough. It looks it doesn't look like the Arkham Universe. That's my that's my biggest gripe. It doesn't look like the Arkham Universe. I'm not saying it has to be gritty and like super serious and raw but in the batman games when batman was gliding around gotham he felt special it felt like no one else really does anything like this but batman and then every once in a while you know you got your flying boss fight or something but for the most part batman felt special and you used momentum to keep like uh gaining distance while you were gliding And it felt like a really special thing to do in that universe. And, you know, you're always, like, coming down on enemies, and they're like, oh, my God, it's the Bat. Watch out for the Bat. And then with this game, it shows us that Batman isn't really special. At least that's the way, that's what they're painting. That's the picture they're painting to me because I see Harley Quinn, Shark, Boomerang, and Deadshot jumping and flying around, like, 60 feet in the air like it ain't no big deal at all. Like, Harley Quinn jumping from a skyscraper, landing on her feet, shark jumping 80 feet through the air. Like, I don't know. Batman just doesn't feel special anymore after seeing these enemies that are mostly, like, I don't know, like, not that special of characters usually. Like, I don't hate any of these characters. Harley Quinn's obviously iconic, but... It's weird seeing these characters do things that are more... Spectacular than what we saw Batman do in the Arkham games, and they're doing it with ease. Like with Batman, it took mechanics, it took momentum. You you had to glide. Like it was, it wasn't like this. This is just straight up jumping twenty feet across the city. And I don't understand why these characters are able to do that in this universe. If it, I mean, it's supposed to be the Arkham universe, which is even more silly because we've literally played as Harley. In Arkham games, we have played as her. We know what she's capable of in this universe. And it ain't jumping 30 feet across the city. She's a, f- a fighter. She uses her bat and stuff. But she's, she's not doing stuff like this. She's no, she doesn't have a grappling hook that attaches to nothing in the Arkham universe. And then there's already weird continuity stuff. Because they sort of retconned uh, Deadshot because he was someone else in a previous Arkham game. King Shark died, I believe, in, the, Ark- in the, the Assault on Arkham movie. So they sort of retconned that, I guess. Or I don't even know if they retconned it or if it's just a continuity error. But that don't make sense. And then this Harley somehow knows Poison Ivy, like, really well. Like, the, they maybe ha- like, the, the leaked scene hints that they had, like, a romantic relationship. Which the Arkham games never really hinted at. Like, they never really talked to each other like that all that much. There was a very subtle nod to it from Joker in, like, one short scene, but anytime they came across each other, from my memory, they weren't talking like they used to be a team or in a romantic relationship or even just a friendly relationship. They didn't really interact like that. So that's just another continuity thing where it's like, I honestly think this game probably wasn't in the Arkham universe until they decided, you know what, it probably should be because we want to make more money and we can... Bring in all those uh, like voice actors. I, I, I don't know. Anyway, i got to move on to the next one. I've been talking about this for a while. Persona 3 Reload. This was the other JRPG I was talking about. Really excited for Persona 3 Reload. It looks awesome. looks like a beautiful remake of Persona 3. I played Persona 3 Portable originally, and much like John from the podcast, he played through it all the way to the end, and then he got stuck, and he couldn't go back any saves and then he just had to watch the rest on YouTube. The exact same thing happened to me. I, I I ended up just being underpowered for a boss, and I had no previous saves that let me go back and grind. So I ended up having to f- basically watch the rest of the game after putting like 60 hours into it, or more. I don't even remember how long the game was. Maybe 70 hours. Anyway, looks awesome. Helldivers 2, not my style of game. I want to care because it's a Sony-published game, and they tend to do quality content, But this just isn't my thing. I'm not into co-op. I'm not into games like this where there's really no story. It's just, you know, fight enemies. And, yeah, I'm not into it. But this next one, Banisher's Ghost of New Eden, looks awesome. Looks really awesome. This is from the Life is Strange developer, Don't Nod. And they do all types of different games. And this one, I think, looks the most ambitious that they've done. I think the stories looks interesting. It looks a little corny, but you know I'm here for it. The aesthetic and the visuals are they intrigue me. I think it looks really cool, so I'm into Banishers. And that's not that far from now, February thirteenth. Then we got Tomb Raider remastered. Probably not gonna play that. Um, I own the remake of Tomb Raider one on Xbox, and then I still have other Tomb Raider, like classic Tomb Raiders that I own on Xbox that I haven't gotten to yet skull and bones after that everyone's most anticipated game jesus christ just come out already please just come out so we can stop talking about you next up hang on my son's yelling my name i'm gonna pause this all right i'm back you don't know how long i was gone but it was probably two minutes where was i um skull and bones after skull and bones we got mario versus donkey kong this is a remake of the game boy advance classic and I probably won't pick this up, I'm not super into those style of games, I reviewed Mario vs. Donkey Kong Tipping Stars on Wii U and 3DS, I think that might have been my first review from Nintendo for sure, like, they sent me the game, that was my first like early coverage review that I got sent from Nintendo a few weeks early and I felt really excited and cool whenever that happened and now it's like, I I don't even want to think about trying to hit embargoes and stuff, it sounds horrible. Sounds really horrible. Then we got a few games that I don't know. I forgot what they are, so I'm just going to skip them. Like, I don't recognize any of these, the names. Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons remake, February 28th. That's my son's birthday. He'll be 11, Jesus Christ. And I forgot, this year there actually is a February 29th, and that is Final Fantasy VII Rebirth for PS5. Obviously really interested in this game, the first one, well, like Final Fantasy VII Remake, is one of the best PS4 games, in my opinion. I absolutely love it. This game sort of worries me a little, because I see the open-world stuff, and I'm like, ugh. I... And then I think about the side quests in Final Fantasy 16, which, from what I played, were terrible. So, obviously, it's not the same team working on this, but I am worried that maybe it'll be a little bloated having an open-world. I, I honestly really prefer like the linear, open approach of games like final fantasy 7 remake and games like tomb raider 2013 and i don't know i can't think of any others right now next up unicorn overlord on march 8th this is a switch exclusive no that can't be right this the site that i'm on says it is but i don't think it is pretty sure it got confirmed for xbox but anyway um it looks awesome This is Vanillaware. I think they're an amazing studio. I really love, like, three of their games so much. Two of them, I think, are, like, in my top games. Like, they're an amazing studio. So, definitely don't sleep on this game. I feel like a fake fan, though, because I still have not gotten back to 13 Sentinels. That was their last game. And I am actually really enjoying it. I just haven't gotten back to it. I have no idea why I stopped. I just keep starting things, and then I get lost, and then I forget. So, yeah, definitely interested in that. Um, if you haven't, played Muromasa. That's an amazing side-scrolling action game by Vanillaware. And then Odin Sphere Seer, if that's how you pronounce it. That was another game that's, like, literally in my top favorite games of all time. Top, like, 100, but still. <laughs> um, Next up, Princess... Oh, yeah. Alone in the Dark. I'm not... I'm not really into. I played the demo, and it was just too slow. I just feel like i'm not in the mood for that style of game lately so i probably skip that but then we got princess peach showtime which is looks really fun i'm interested in trying this out it looks pretty looks like a fun little platformer puzzler action game i'm not it seems like it's doing all sorts of stuff so i'm definitely getting that march 22nd the same day though dragon's dogma 2 which i'm still playing through the first one on switch right now and i haven't gotten back to it but I, I'm enjoying it, but I feel like it's a little too complex for my liking when it comes to the pawn system and stuff. I'm just not super into that style of, like, companions. Like, I like companions that have depth and backstory and stuff. And when I'm just using a random, like, generated character that, that someone I know made, like, on online that I grabbed, it's just not... That, I'm not that into it, unfortunately. Rise of the Ronin, this is a PS5 exclusive Sony published game. They ended up taking over publishing duties for this game. So they obviously believe in it. I believe it's from Bandai Namco. Or no, maybe it's not Ninja Theory, but the other one, something uh Team Ninja, maybe? I don't remember. Anyway, uh it looks cool, but if it's if it's like a Souls game, like a full-on Souls game, I'm out. It 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 can have elements, that's fine. I liked Obviously, I loved uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and that had elements from the Souls genre, but I'm just really not into the genre. I've tried, guys. I've really tried. And like I said on last week's show, I'm done with like full-blown Souls games. I'm done trying to like them and trying to enjoy them and like trying to find the enjoyment that people get out of them. Because I truly just I don't get that same satisfaction Like even after I beat a game like Elden Ring. I was enjoying Elden Ring... For certain moments, but once I lost my, like, souls, basically, I don't remember what they're called in that, runes, and I had to backtrack and go pick them up, I'm just like, okay, so, so, 50% of this game is amazing, but the other 50% is actually really annoying and tedious, and I'm just not into it. But anyway, next up. South Park, Snow Day, March 26th. If this has, like, a story campaign-ish thing... With, like, funny cutscenes and stuff, I'm in. But if not, and it's just, like, multiplayer-focused completely, within, and it's just, like, kill bad guys and, like, nothing else, then I'm out. But I'm hoping it is more than that. But I'm not sure. I'm 15 minutes in, that's not that bad. Euden Chronicles 100 Heroes, I'm gonna play that. I liked the first Euden Chronicles. It was, like, a prequel game that they put out, shorter experience. It was an action game, too. This is a turn-based game, but... I like this universe. What's funny is because I didn't really focus on much of the story of the prequel because it was just too much. But I really enjoyed doing all of the side activities, even while ignoring a lot of the the character and story stuff. So, yeah, very interesting experience with that first game. But I did beat it, and I did, like, all of the extra side stuff just because it was so addicting. It was, like, a really addicting game. Um, Next up, some games I don't really care about. Then we got May, June, in June a destiny the final shape that they, they need to make. That needs to be a W for Destiny. If not, then people should be worried for sure. Uh August we got Black Myth Wukong, again a Souls game, maybe if they change the structure of it, change the checkpoints that Souls games typically have, then I'll be excited, but if it is a tried and true Souls game, I'm not into it. Warhammer 40,000. Oh, Warhammer. Oh, Okay, Warhammer 40,000 Space Marine 2. That's a long name. I still want to play the first one before I play this one. This is an Xbox 360 and PS3 game. I might just download that on my ROG Ally, you know, emulation and whatnot. And that's it for confirmed dates. There are other games that are confirmed to be in 2024. But if they don't have dates yet, there's a big chance that they end up getting delayed to 2025. Some of them... Definitely not. Like, like Luigi's Mansion Remastered is definitely coming out. But there are ones on here like Greedfall 2. I could see that being delayed. Uh, Blue Protocol. Beyond Good and Evil. Yeah, right. Most of these will probably get delayed if I'm being honest. The Wolf Among Us 2. Where the hell is that game? Come on. But Star Wars Outlaws seems likely. That that looked really polished. I actually just just rewatched that gameplay trailer this morning. That game looks awesome. Star Wars Outlaws, I feel like people are sleeping on it. The game looks awesome. It has everything that I want in a game. And it's Star Wars. So it doesn't really get much better than that. Like, there's stealth. There's puzzles. There's a grappling hook. There's third-person action. There's space battles. There's, like, on your speeder bike, uh, like, uh, uh, vehicular combat, basically. So, yeah, I think it looks great. I'm surprised that not that many people are seemingly into it i'm sure it'll sell great but yeah stalker 2 i forgot about that one that should be coming soon isn't it like confirmed for q1 yeah but i believe stalker 2 is confirmed for q1 of this year so yeah some of these are definitely gonna make it so i guess i maybe should have gone down this list but this has been long enough this is this is my uh, thoughts on my uh on, the, uh on the on the confirmed games for 2024 That have dates. (laughs) Not all the confirmed games. But honestly, I mostly said all of them. Oh yeah, Metaphor, ReFantasio, that's up high on the list. That's the Persona team. A lot of people don't know this, but... It seems like Persona 6 is not actually being... uh, Not actually being developed by the same studio that did 4 and 5. Like, they've been doing this game. So some other team is making Persona 6. So beware of that. Might not be a big deal. Maybe they're still like half working on persona 6 i don't know hades 2 mary's looking forward to that one i'm sure she already talked about it okay guys i think i got it. i think i talked about everything i want to concord not really interested in that sony's service games not really into the plucky squire i'm sure brett has talked about that that's one he's really excited about and me looks great but okay, yeah, that was all of my thoughts on the 2024 games. If you made it this far, thanks so much for hanging out. I'm surprised my kids didn't come in here mad, loud, yelling, asking for stuff. But they were good, and that's great. Anyway, this will hopefully be a really strong year for gaming. I think there's a lot of games on the list that I talked about that speak to me, especially this first half of the year that we actually know about, especially February. Like, there's, some, there's a lot of games coming out. Like, I might not be able to play uh Relink or whatever it's called at the beginning of February, but I could totally probably play it in March or April because the front of the year is so stacked, but then we got probably a little break in between the first half and then the last uh few months of the year. I don't know. Anyway, I'm just rambling now. If leave us a review on podcast services, it would really mean a lot. And yeah, that's it. This has been Press X. Until then, press X. I said it wrong. Okay, bye.